Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Flyers Talk Podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. And I am Jordan Hall, and we are your home for everything and anything Flyers related. So happy to be back. We have a lot of Flyers news to get to. Um, The last time we talked, it was kind of a disappointing game, or a very disappointing game against the Islanders, but big game the other night against the Panthers. But firstly, Jordan, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. And you know what? You didn't see this coming, but... I had to like smuggle it in here. I have Is that a heart for all the shape? listeners that can't see it, this is a chocolate filled heart donut from Dunkin' Donuts. And I would like to say I went out of my way to get it just for you, but the office had a lot of them upstairs for everyone. <laughs> so this is my gift to you. Thank you so so much. <laughs> I'm touched and I'll I'll be honest, I have nothing for you. You know what? That's okay. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm slightly heartbroken. No, but we're good. No, I'm going to get you something. I'll get you like a no, card. No, really. Or like Please some... don't. Or you could just go upstairs and grab me one. I'll get you a donut. Or I can just give this to you. But isn't that cute? That's I was very like, cute look donut. at that. Duncan yeah. just helping out everyone on Valentine's I know, exactly. Day. Exactly. Very Thank cool. Thank you so much. I'm going to yeah, take that right Yeah, and here. I did hear someone ask you if you wanted one earlier. I think it was Ben who asked if you wanted a donut. And you said, absolutely not. I don't like donuts. <laughs> and I had one on my lap, like in the napkins when you said that. So I'm surprised you, you didn't, don't like, have throw. to eat it. But <laughs> you didn't like throw it behind your head and just. Yeah. No, no, no you know what? It's so the much. little things. And I just wanted to really. Right. Happy no, Valentine's you Day, too, pal. my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and another thing before we get into Flyers talk. Yes. How's Charlie doing? Charlie's doing well. I know you enjoyed the video of my golden retriever uh, that I showed yeah. you. I got him a little toy for today. Did so. you get him anything for Valentine's Day? I did. I, I got him that toy. Uh, that, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, um, and he was so delicate. The he way was. You he was so careful it. with it. So, I had a friend that was kind of getting on me, saying I should get him something for Valentine's Day. So I just picked up a toy, and yeah, he was very <sighs> careful with it. So Charlie's the best. Yeah. So, how's your Valentine's Day going? Um, I don't have a gold retriever. Yeah. No, so it's very sad. No, <laughs> it's it's a good day so far. Good. You know what? Just uh, got a romantic oil change this morning, Ooh. and yeah. Um, that's about it. That, that's a good Valentine's Day. <laughs> Came Kate. and spent my day at uh, yes. NBC upstairs, and um, there we go. You know, nothing beats just good conversation, right? And just and you and I love the game, distracting we everyone love from the game. working. So you know, it's fitting that we're here and we're no, talking sure. pucks and talking playoff race. Yeah, really excited. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. Um, <coughs> as I mentioned, there, it was a tough game that we had to break down against the Islanders, but now. Nothing better than seeing the the Flyers respond and take care of the Florida Panthers twice in the gist of four days. Yeah, that was huge. And uh, now they have f- a five-point cushion over Florida, Katie, which right. that could have been a team that was going to kind of linger a little bit 
and um, and be around you know be around the Flyers in that in those crazy standings. As we all know, it's it's crazy as it is. Um, so to be able to create some cushion over a team uh, that was right behind you, I thought was massive. So now uh, I think they they're in a really good spot. And uh, going into today, going into Valentine's Day, they are uh, in the second wild card spot. They are tied for the first one, but they are out of the out of that spot because of a tiebreaker uh, with the Blue Jackets. And then they're only a point out of third place. Uh, so I think the Flyers will absolutely take where they are. They've responded uh, every time they have a tough loss. They've responded. Um, haven't lost consecutive games since January fourth, uh, January fourth and the seventh. So uh, they're doing exactly what we've talked about, Kitty. Yeah. Is uh, avoiding losing streaks, um, getting right back up when you fall down. Yeah, they haven't lost consecutive games, by the way, since like January 7th, I think. Yeah, yeah, January 4th and to the 7th. Yeah. And I looked it up after, over the last, over that stretch, they've had six losses. After that, after each loss, the games after those losses, they are 6-0-0, and they've actually outscored their opponents 31-15 to in those games. So like, not only are they winning those games, but they've been winning them convincingly. And that's a, like that's a great sign. Like they're going into these games after tough losses, where you think, man, are they going to be all there? Are they still going to have that one in the back of their minds? No, they go out and they leave no doubt. And that I think has been um, a great sign. I think it's a sign of a playoff team yeah. is to take one loss uh, and then flip it into success. So uh, I think uh, I think we're seeing. I th- out of that, out of those games, I think we're seeing a team that's got some good veterans, some young players that are uh, really coming into their own, and I think you're seeing a, a real veteran coaching staff that knows how to yeah. prepare teams and get them to flip the page. I can't disagree with you. Obviously, this is a great sign that this team is able to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, respond the way they have. For me, I think uh, the the biggest thing that I've noticed specifically so we talk about they haven't lost consecutive back-to-back games so important and I know that's you know just over a month since but that's still pretty important considering the remaining games we have on the schedule like had we said this oh they you know if it was back in December they haven't lost since or they haven't lost consecutive games since November 1st Mm -hmm. um it's important I guess no matter what time of the season but right now you need that more than ever Uh, unfortunately you're gonna lose games here and there um and you can't let them string together. You would hope they wouldn't lose games, but when it does happen, you need your team to be responding. So with that, we see the way they do it. And on that note, after that Islanders game, all we heard from Couturier and these guys is that you don't have time for this to linger. We we can't sit and dwell on this loss. Um, And those kind of comments are sort of what you would expect to hear from some of your older players and, and just players that have been in the league. But the way that they just translate that onto the ice, they came into yes to uh, the game against the Florida Panthers, which was Thursday, since we're recording this on Friday. They came into that game last night in that first period, Jordan, absolutely on fire. We yeah. looked at that. We talked so much about the first period against the Islanders. They were down three nothing after twenty minutes of play last night. They're up three nothing after twenty minutes of play, and like for me, that's the biggest positive is that they don't just say it; they do it. They yeah. they know that they need to respond. And to me, that shows like a, a pretty strong-willed team that I could see making a very good run at the playoffs. Absolutely. And Jacob Vorchek said it earlier this week, uh, a guy that's been here for a while now and has seen his fair share of Flyers teams. Yeah. He said that uh, something that would haunt them, quote, haunt them in the past was that they would lose a big game and then, again, let it spread into a losing streak. And they've done the exact opposite of that. And you even look at their last three losses, Katie, 
Like, they've been crushing losses. The first one was an overtime loss to the Please Penguins. Please do not mention the Devils. <laughs> I will, I will be back. mentioning that. An overtime loss to the Penguins in Pittsburgh, always tough. Sidney Crosby scores the game winner. Yeah. They come back um, and beat the Avalanche 6-3, a pretty good team uh, at home. Beat the Avalanche 6-3 in Philly. They lose to the Devils 5-0 at home where Ugh. they're booed off the ice. Gross. They come back and they beat the first-place Capitals in D.C. 7-2. And then this most recent loss, they, f- they fight like crazy to come back from a 3-0 deficit, tied in the final minute and a half, and then give up a goal 51 seconds later to lose to a divisional opponent. And what do they do? They come back and they absolutely dominate the Panthers uh, in Florida 6-2. So those three responses are really, really impressive and um, I think it's exactly what you said. It speaks to their their veteran leadership with some new faces like Matt Niskanen, Justin Braun, uh, Kevin Hayes, and then obviously the guys that have been here, Sean Couturier, Jacob Voracek, Claude Drew, James Van Riemsdyk. And then I think it speaks a lot to the coaching staff. I think this is a coaching staff. Elaine Vigneault has taken three different – he's coached three different organizations in big, mar- big markets, and he knows how to get guys to regroup – He's never lost his cool after a game. It seems like he's got it all there and understands, hey, tough loss, but uh, let's, let's get prepared for the next one. And they've done that, and it's, it's held them in really really good position. As crazy as the standings are, they're in a favorable spot. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I think these are great signs, great signs that we've seen. So. You, you mentioned the Islanders, and I just reflected on um, the outcomes last night for some of these games. The Islanders were shut out to the Preds 5-0. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible, so and, true. you know, unfortunately, yeah, that's a tough game, but you, you kind of love to see that, those outcomes happen. Also, um, Columbus uh, lost to the Sabres in, in OT. In OT. Uh, so they did get the point, but still, yeah. it's – and Columbus is a team, as of now on Valentine's Day that you mentioned, we're tied with. Um, I think they are above us with the regulation wins tiebreaker. Yes. But yeah, not a good or not a bad spot for this team to be in. Um, only, only <clears> it's not comfortable, of, but right. – and only three out of uh, second place behind the Penguins, but the Penguins do have three games in hand. They've played three fewer games, but they're still three points, you know, out of second place uh, yeah. behind Pittsburgh. So, you know, if they keep taking care of business, they should be able to climb right in that top three of the Metro and be right around there. And if not, obviously they have the wild card to fall back on. So, like you said, not ultra comfortable because uh, a lot of teams and it's a lot of teams yeah. in their division that they're going to have to play down the stretch, but. Uh, all these responses have been such positive signs. Uh, I think in the past we've seen some of these losses um, spread into uh, more losses, mm-hmm. and, and they haven't. Uh, so I think that's a real positive. I was just going to mention, um, on a personal note, uh, one of my brothers has been a Flyers fan uh, since we were younger. He had a big Flyers poster, I think a Lindros poster up on his wall. Um, it's a good one to have. I know. And and. I have six, so the other ones have kind of trickled in now that I've gotten this job. Yes. They've been excited, and one of them the other day, it, I was saying, like, yeah, you know, this this outcome happened. They beat Florida and didn't talk after the Islanders game, talked again last night, I think mentioned to one of them again, and just the remark of, oh, the Flyers are actually, like, really good, huh? And I was like, yeah. I mean, he said, like, decently good in a way, but in my head, it's like, yeah, they're they're doing very well right now. Um, right. So that's just – it was a funny story to me that it truly is a good season we're seeing so far. Uh, at least currently for me, you see a game like the Islanders, you know, are they going to have that push? Are they going to, you know, finish and execute on these big games as we close out the regular season? 
and it, you kind of you don't lose hope, but you kind of it's hard to see through it. And then once they have a win like they do and respond the way they do, we've been using that word so much today. Um, you truly are like this is a good team that we could see going pretty far, uh, hoping for the best out of them. They they need to stay healthy. Um, and while we're on that subject, we saw a tricky situation with Travis Sanheim last night. Um, I believe it happened somewhere near the end of the second start of the third because we didn't see him much in the third, but it looked like a lower body injury that he was getting attention on and didn't see him in the game, Jordan. But this morning he was at practice, so that's always good news for them. Yeah, it looked like according to the some of the writers that are on the road trip and were covering practice that he was out there and apparently he looked fine. So that's great to see. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a scary sign. Uh, second period, looks like he dinged up his leg, um, might be an ankle and uh, ankle injury and then he came out took like a brief shift in the first minute of the third and then came right back out and the good thing I thought Katie was that he stayed on the bench um, he kept testing it out and yeah maybe the Flyers felt just hey they had a comfortable lead uh, the most dangerous uh, lead they had was a two-goal lead it was 4-2 and they were still kind of in control so maybe they just saw hey let's play it safe and I hate to pull this up but Bobrovsky was pulled out of the net by that point so they're yeah. probably like hey take it easy Travis you don't need to be out there anyway cause... exactly we'll just you know beef up the minutes of some of the other blue liners <laughs> and you know just rest it um by the way fans Travis Sanheim has how many goals against Bobrovsky he's got six six goals six so, yeah. Didn't get one last he's night against friend. him, but he only had a one right, period. Right, right. But after Bobrovsky it. was pulled out is what I'm saying. He's probably right. like, okay. So, no, I thought that was real good to um, to see Sandheim appear to be okay because uh, that would be killer because, as we know, uh, Shane Gossespair is not back yet. And according to Charlie O'Connor of The Athletic, who's on this road trip, uh, Elaine Vigneault said to, today at practice that Gossespierre was able to skate, but he, he right now like he can't really push off his leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's having some pain in his knee, and he can't really push. And according to Charlie O'Connor, Vigneault said, like, until he doesn't feel pain and until he can kind of feel like he can push off that leg, like, he can't really help them. So it sounds like the Gossespierre situation could, could kind of linger uh, later into February, and who knows how his knee will respond. You, you hope it he'll be okay but yeah the fact that they have Gossespierre out and they only have you know really six defensemen right now uh if you suffered a, an injury to Travis Sanheim who's been filling that pa- power play two right. role of Gossespierre uh that could have been you problematic in some trouble right that's where maybe the Flyers would have had to uh kind of look at the trade deadline and maybe find a veteran defenseman uh for cheap or just you know call up another prospect like Mark Friedman um or someone like that so uh Great sign to see Travis Sanheim out there. That that could have been uh, trouble. Yeah, and with the gossip spare news, once again, you know, we talked about him the last episode. <clears throat> what is going on with me today? <clears throat> okay, need a drink. A little water. water. Sit, sippy, sip. All right, we're good. It's Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw the same thing with those reports. You know, is skate. It's not a hundred percent. Elaine Vino's kind of. Why would we mess around um, right. until he's a hundred percent? My biggest thing is is kind of wondering where we're going to see him. Is he going to be in Lehigh Valley getting better, or are we going to see him just waiting it out and jumping in? But, again, hoping for a speedy recovery. And it's just – it's not funny at all, but I'm saying it's funny that um, we were just talking about it. the defensemen for the Flyers are – they're, they're uh, in a good – how can I say this? Yes. No. The coaching staff has a, it's a good problem to have with the seven defensemen that they've had. Um, 
thinking, you know, Gossip Spare would be back. But now we see ourselves like, okay, it's a close call. Again, Sanheim's expected to play in this game against the Lightning. So good news. But with Ghost, it, it's that com- that cushion, that comfort having an extra guy out, whether it be Ghost or Robert Haig or whoever it's going to be. But when you think about that being taken away, it, it does kind of make you a little nervous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you talk about the trade deadline, Jordan. It is coming up. Uh, what is it? A week from this coming February Monday? February 24th, 24th Monday, yeah. It is crazy that it's coming. And we've seen some of these huge trades around the league. We see Jason Zucker going to the Penguins. Yeah. Um, Galchenyuk going, of course, to the Minnesota Wild from that. Uh, the coach situation, there's been so many. I mean, as of today, too, Bruce Boudreau is relieved of his duties with the Minnesota Wild. And these are just things as currently, you know, I'm seeing pop up today. Uh, and that's not a trade, but so many different movements. You're seeing GMs making the – yeah, so many things – these teams trying to make a playoff push but we only care about the flyers we're going to talk about just for the philadelphia flyers what sort of the expectation if we put defensemen aside because i think the biggest thing that i've mentioned to before it's a forward we need scoring or the the flyers need scoring and um you know put the again the blue liners aside hoping for a speedy recovery hoping that stays solid that group What's sort of your idea of who who you think they may be looking uh, for right now, right before that trade deadline? It's coming up quick. It is. And I thought you hit the nail on the head, Katie. I, I don't think they're going to be looking defensive. And I think they like what they have. If Travis Sanheim had a serious injury and then and then Shane Gossespierre's status is uncertain, then maybe, yeah, they, they go out and maybe look. But um, I think they're they're happy with what they have at, at defensemen. Uh, yeah, if anything, I think they might get a, a depth forward. Uh, my gut tells me they're not going to do anything splashy. Um, this stretch has been real positive, and for a while I thought they were they were about a middle of a pack uh, scoring club, but now they're climbing higher. Uh, actually, I looked it up since January eighth. Uh, they lead the NHL in goals with fifty two, and over that stretch they're ten four and one, and only one team has more points not since January eighth. Yeah, only one team has more points, and that's the Lightning, and we know we all know how uh, hot they are. Um, so I think Chuck Fletcher's looking at his team, and I think he's happy with the production they're getting. They're scoring goals. They're preventing goals. Um, their special teams can be a little more consist- consistent, but I think they've gotten some really good depth scoring from guys like Tyler Pitlick. Nicholas Albay-Kubel has shown everything that he deserves to be here. Um, and then there's the hope that Nolan Patrick could come back. Uh, but I really don't think they're lacking in a ton of areas, maybe a little bit down the middle. Uh, we'll see what Morgan Frost can do if he stays here, if he stays in the, you know, if he can get back in the lineup. Yeah. If not, maybe he goes back to Lehigh, gets his game going, and maybe he comes back and gives them a jolt uh, down the stretch uh, offensively. But um, I think with the production that they're starting to see, I think Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher's been happy. And if he was to do anything big, he would really have to probably subtract. And I really don't think he's looking to do that. And we've talked about it, Kitty, maybe the most attractive – uh, attractive trade trip that they have was probably Shane Gosses Bear, just in the sense that he's 26 years old, he's got term on his contract, yep. um, and his deal is pretty friendly in terms of money. That um, a lot of teams would probably really look at him and say, "Hey, we'd be willing to give up something to get him, and maybe something else." But unfortunately, uh, Gosses Bear is hurt right now, um, and and it's not looking like the Flyers or himself uh, know where that injury is going. So. I don't even think they be, would be able to deal Gossespierre, uh, just given that teams might kind of be scared away in the sense that they don't know what they're going to get from him right now. So I just don't think they're going to do anything big. If anything, they might get a depth guy uh, for real cheap and maybe trade a pick. But um, 
a few guys, Katie, I know that we that fans are kind of looking at. One, uh, Jean Gabriel Peugeot from the Senators. Seems like every team is looking into him. You gotta love his name too. Exactly. Took Tough me a while. To I was like Jean Gabriel Peugeot. Peugeot. <laughs> And now Great I got name. it, and I'm like, okay, I love his name. Okay. Imagine JJ saying that name. I think that would be yeah, pretty fun. I could picture Katie, it. Right? I could picture it. I would I would love to hear you say it on pregame and postgame. Oh, live. right. I'm sure I would just nail it. No, <laughs> no. no. Would, it is a name that sticks a, out. It, it's a great player. Yeah, 27-year-old center. Um, he's got 21 goals. Um, he only has a 3.1 million cap hit. So you could probably... Only. <laughs> it's funny I'm that we sorry, say I just only. have to emphasize that you said only. Exactly. <laughs> that might actually be doable for the Flyers, who have like a little over a million in cap space. Um, Great. And then he can become a UFA after the season. So again, there's a risk there that he could walk at the end of the year. Um, but if the Flyers feel like they can maybe re-sign him and get him for the second half, uh, but they, again, they would probably have to give up something pretty good. It's an attractive player that the Senators are going to want, probably maybe a prospect or a pick, and maybe... or you know, a player that's decent that could help them. Um, and then I know the guy that's kind of been on my eye, Katie, and I know uh, he's been on your eye too, is Tyler Toffoli, uh, who the Flyers have had reported interest in, uh, according to Elliot Freeman of uh, Sportsnet. Um, plays for the Kings, uh, has a lot of experience, won a Stanley Cup, scored 31 goals in 2015-16. He's on pace for, you know, probably low 20 goals this year. A winger could probably slot in to your you know, top six or your third line and really give you a lift there. But um, again, 4.6 million cap hit would require probably a top three round pick or a prospect. And um, in in our interview with Chuck Fletcher the other day with Taryn Hatcher, Katie, uh, Chuck Fletcher was really happy that he, at that at the point of that interview, the Flyers were in the top 10 in the league in points percentage. And then he said they were in the top 10 in the league in terms of prospects uh, and the value of those prospects, according to different outlets and how they rank uh, prospect pools. So I don't think they want to mess with that. I think they really like that they have kids coming. Um, and I think they're really happy with where they are production wise from their young players now on the team. Uh, so I just don't think they're going to subtract or, or, you know, trade a big name player to get a guy. Um, I, I think they, they like where they are. They're going to give it a shot. If anything, maybe they get a depth move just to play it safe and give yourself some, some insurance on your roster. Uh, but those are two names that I think the Flyers will, um, look, be looking into, and they'll have their phones ready, uh, Chuck Fletcher specifically. Uh, but again, it, it would take a decent haul to get those guys, and I'm not sure Chuck Fletcher's willing to, to do that. Yeah, you talk about satisfaction production-wise, and I want to get to that. Firstly, um, we'll have to see, of course. We never know what's going on in those meetings and what Chuck Fletcher has going on. Uh, you did mention a comment just with Shane Goss and you know, we talk about him on this team and, and his potential trade value. That And you just kind of say, like I, you said, you mentioned something about, like, you don't know how attractive he may be to teams um, just with his style and maybe the production, the things that he's done. But I feel like any team that sees a player, it doesn't matter, like, how we could see him on this team. Well, we, we did see how productive he was a couple seasons ago, what his abilities are. It just may be about, and, and I'm not saying I, I think he'd be great to continue here and be here, but will like if this does end up happening, I'm just saying that any team could see um, abilities out of any player, no matter what maybe their production has been on a certain team, because it matters who you have on your side. Right. So um, with Shane Gossis Bear, it might just end up that that's the spark he needs to fit into a different group. 
But at the same time, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Or I am, at least. You can't think that far. We like him here. You know, he's a great player um, for the Flyers. And uh, he hasn't had the worst couple seasons here. It's it's just that that um, want for him to get back to what we did see out of him a couple seasons ago. And, um, and that's but anyway. What, and that's what, like, when there's been no reports out there that the Flyers are shopping Shane Gossespierre. But fans uh, certainly talk about it. But fans it. certainly talk yeah. about it. There was rumors last season and it's a good thing to say he's a trade chip. Like that's a compliment to Shane Gossespierre because he's got a lot of qualities that teams like, like his age, his contract. Like you said, Katie, sixty-five points in 2017-18. Um, he had a really good season. There's a yeah. lot to like in terms of mobility and offensive ability and elusiveness and all that good stuff. Uh, so that's what makes him attractive. Um, and then the Flyers have a, a really good defensive picture. So that that's why it might make a little sense that the Flyers were listening on Gossespierre. Uh, just because they have a lot of young D already. Uh, they have a prospect in Igor Zamula who's going to be turning pro next year, who they're super high on, yeah. an undrafted kid who they love. And then they have Cam York, who they drafted in the first round. They passed up on Call Caulfield twice to get Cam York. That's how high they were on him. Yeah. He might need only one more year of college before turning pro. So maybe the Flyers are thinking big picture. We can compete now by helping – us with a big player and trading Shane Gossespierre to get a big name to help us in our forward groups and then we can help ourselves in the future by having guys like Zamola, York and some other prospects come back in and fill his role um, so maybe that's their thought process but you uh, think that's a little like it, it's a chip on his shoulder to think he's a trade he's trade value and I think so I think definitely I like I, that I think he talked in the offseason that you know he knew the rumors he called him just stupid rumors um and, uh, and uh, yeah, I think he looked really motivated going into this season. And I think that's what, where his, like, level of frustration is lately, mm-hmm. Katie, is that he... Well, he's really... got to be frustrated with exactly. the injuries. And he knows what he's capable of. And, unfortunately, it just hasn't been, is, like, reached yet this season. Right, right. And I, I can imagine when you're... Yeah, when you're hurt, we saw him again. We'll go back to that practice throwing the stick. I mean, you know what you can do, but you can't physically do it. Exactly. That's what I think the frustration was, was that his knee just does, didn't feel right. And then on top of he, on top of it, he's just having a difficult season. Yeah. Uh, but the fact, like you said, you you know what you're capable of. He just did it two years ago, not even two years ago. Yeah. Um, and then his knees just not reacting the way. And he we need the to. capabilities from him too. Right. So hoping for that speedy recovery. And to be clear, we'll see. And to be clear, the Flyers really like Shane Gossespierre. Like, oh right. Yeah. We both know, mentioned that. Yeah. Right. We both like him. Um, I was really a big advocate of not trading him last year. I thought his ability was sky high and that I thought he would rebound. And I think there's still a ton of ability there. He's 26 years old. So that hasn't changed. Do you still think highly of... I do. And I know, Kitty, uh, you you were coming into this season getting to know the team more, and we've talked about him. Um, From from what you've seen from him to what you've also heard about him, what do you like about... Gossespierre's game. I know he's in. A, he's having a difficult season, but what have you liked about his game? Well, I'm going to start with the the first part about learning how to spell his name, and I yes. I feel great about myself now that I can and I can just say it like there's no issue. Like oh yes. Shane Gossespierre, you know, right. just don't look at the letters and you'll get it right. But I can spell it. It was him and Vigneault. I was like yes, yes. I can spell these names. Two now. tough ones. No Shane Gossespierre. Um, you know when you're just trying to get to know a team, it's just kind of like who has like the different styles of play. Um, from what I've seen, it, it's, it hasn't been as, uh, it's not like I had super high, not that he hasn't, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I, you have expectations. And I mean, he, I didn't see him the, um, two years ago 
Right. It was the 17-18 season. Yes. I've just heard about it. I've heard from you. I've heard from others that like all all we want is to see Goss Bear get back to that point again. So it's just been me like absorbing a lot of that. Um, but to me, there's been little mistakes that, that I've seen from him this season. And he's hit, you know, what I've expected for him. Mm-hmm. But that's not any higher than the rest of the defensemen. Like you're going to see mistakes out of these guys. And I think for me, I just haven't seen him at like his absolute best right. so closely. Um, so it's just me trying to catch up. But from what I've seen, like he blends in just as far as his abilities. He doesn't, he doesn't look any lesser, any better. I don't know. No, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but like, I guess I also have, I don't have as much of a sample size too, you know, but uh, no, that's from what fair. I've seen, he's, he's belong, he belongs in the NHL. He's a player that's capable of this league and he knows that the coaching staff knows that the flyers know that um, it's just different for me because I didn't see exactly like, so close up on his abilities a couple seasons ago and I could understand and I'm sharing in that sort of not frustration but um um expectation yeah. wow words are good today yeah we're getting there <laughs> but I'm sharing in that same expectation with you know the analysts and my producer and you and, and just everyone around us here at NBC Sports Philadelphia just with like wanting um him to get back to that level again yeah. so and certainly the Flyers need it um but right now Production-wise, I mean, we'll get away from defensemen, just talk around the whole entire team. We talked about production, and we'll see with Shane Gossip's spare, by the way, just on that note, just yes. want to cap it off. The Flyers, once again, they like Shane Gossip's spare, but they we do. have no idea what goes on in those meetings. So right. we will find out what yes. they have to say, um, and we'll have another episode coming up to give more a closer picture to the trade deadline that's so Fast, yes. fastly, fastly, fastly approaching, approaching on the 24th. Yeah. But we, we, you talk about the satisfaction with production wise and something that stood out to me is the balanced scoring that we've seen lately. Um, there was 11 players with points last night, at least one point. And like, I, I do think that, yes, that's expected out of a, a strong NHL team. And I just think like that balance scoring is so important when you don't have a player that's going to have like a hat trick every night or, you know, any of your poster knocks or like that. Uh, I do think we have the capabilities of having some of those players, but just from what we've seen so far, if you don't have a player or two, that's really going to, you know, explode night in night out or whatever it's going to be. It's so important that you can have that depth scoring. And for me, it's the balanced scoring that you see, you know, all four lines um, getting pucks deep, putting bodies in, in front, front, playing the full 60. That's what you got to do, Katie. <laughs> That's what you have to do. And, uh, okay, we can't get too hurried away. Well, I want to ask you, uh, who has been uh, one of your favorite depth forwards this year in terms of just guys that... Scott Lawton. Yes, I know. I know you've always spoken yeah. highly about him. I love Scott Lawton's style of play. My dad and I love talking too about that subject, just because we have sort of different players. My dad, I mean, this isn't for, but loves Matt Niskanen, of course. Like um, gotta love the. I'm not. I'm gonna leave it. I won't get too Minnesotan, but no. uh, a good Minnesota player. We'll get to him too on how sure. much his um, veteran or leadership really has stepped up. Have but your, it's one of my dad's your parents and brothers been able to watch like pre and post game live in the games? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they tune in. My dad um, has the NHL app. He also has yes. the NBC Philly Pass. Perfect. So he can watch anything. And yeah, you you bet the grandparents in Florida. I love that Jordan. Thanks. No, yeah, I, they love watching Flyers pre. Because I know six live. brothers and I know your grandparents and your parents. And I'm like they probably like love. And like, I guess that makes it feel like almost like they're in Philly. Like, no, I'm very lucky. That's no, awesome. I'm very lucky, and I love the technology now. I know my grandparents, like I mentioned, in Florida, and yep. I have grandparents in Minnesota. Um, my whole family, they love it. My parents, like, I remember at the beginning of the season, they're just like setting up the 
the well there's like the roku they use or some have like the fire stick and stuff and they're like setting it all up so they have the app and they can just like sit there and my grandparents in florida love them to death they just like enjoy the sunshine and then they have their like okay 6 30 she's on like Chris Terry and Al Morganti or Colby Cohen, anyone like they're on right now. We're watching and they're... I love that they're in sunny Florida and then it's like six thirty. It's like Flyers hockey. Oh like, right, and Katie I think Emmer, like that's that's so cool. She texted me last night. She was a little frustrated. I think the Florida Panthers were too close to where they were, so they were oh. like blacked out from seeing oh, ours because right. they had to watch the the other broadcast. Right. Other I than that, that, they are the best. Um, I love it. And it's so funny because Jordan Hall coming in here like, great job on the show, great job on post game, and I'm like. Wow, not only my mom is saying that, you're saying that? It's been so nice. You probably read a text coming up to the content room from your mom, and then you get me. I know, and I'm like, gosh, when I hear it from someone, like, my mom is supposed to tell me, you know, I'm kidding. But <laughs> on another note, I I can get so carried away on this. And I carried you away. I'm sorry. Because when you brought up your dad, I like, Scott Lawton, about this. I wanted We're to good. hear more. I just, for the record, would love to say I have had nothing but great experiences with the fans here. Yeah. These fans are exactly what I expected, but they've also exceeded expectations just with their passion for this sport. Yeah. And I'm really not just saying this. I've had people reach out, just avid fans. I love running into people at Wells Fargo Center. I love running into them in the city. Um, haven't met as many fans in the city yet, just as far as like, I I really haven't seen many. By the way, I was in New Jersey today and I saw so many Flyers fans just walking yeah. on the street. We're in New Jersey, by the way. Do you remember, um, uh, do you remember the town by chance? All... That's tough because I know obviously you don't, you're not familiar with let me Towns look in up New where Jersey, I was. Um, but anyway, I would love to know a town, but Haddon Township. Oh yeah. Sorry guys, I am learning my city. Shout, shout out Haddon Township. <laughs> it was so great. I was like, I love this place. I went to Duncan. They're all decked out in their Flyers hats, and I went uh, driving down to go get my oil change. And um, there was a fan that literally had a backpack. He had a jacket and he had a hat. And I was like, Yes, yes. man. Pucks I wanted deep. to do like the slow drive by and point at him, but I, I would be like, that'd be too, too much. Um, Might scare him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd fine. be a little aggressive. Sure. But no, just, I wanted to say that cause it's so fun to just, I've been not even a full season yet and I'm so happy I'm here. These fans are so fun. And that's um, so cool to hear too. Cause you come from a huge hockey market like oh, in right. Minnesota. So like to hear that, to see like that fans here, like in Philadelphia for hockey, have like have reached your expectations like that's really cool to hear because you come from minnesota where hockey i know is life so yeah well for um, us it was it was i get into this a lot just with my family like six brothers all playing my dad coached right. had the keys to the rink on another story we talked about yeah by the way shout out to trip again he yes. loved that he loved that shout out um on that story but yeah the biggest nickname for minnesota where i grew up in the state of hockey you know it's yep. tournaments it's all that goes on it's so cold you guys what else is there to do than play skate on a frozen pond yep no but um i think the biggest thing was here i am still getting distracted but it's a great story just with my decision to come here and, and want to come interview here it's I like want to hear this why the flyers and i literally the first thought in my head was I knew being in the Midwest, like I already knew about Philadelphia, just with the passion of sports, the passion of football, baseball, all the above, basketball and hockey. That being said, I guess just overall the passion of sports, I knew that the passion for specifically hockey in Minnesota would emulate out here. It would translate out here. And it's been completely true this whole time. These fans are awesome. Yes. And I hope they have something to cheer about. I hope we have something to cheer about. I hope while our jobs are 
a little bit easier when the team's winning. So I hope that continues. Yeah. Um, it always makes for for fun either on post game and, and anything else. Uh, it's certainly a fun team to watch, and I'm continuing to get distracted. But we were talking well, about favorite players. No, and we'll go back uh, to that. Forward. But I would love for you to see playoff hockey in Philadelphia. People always say Me like too. there's nothing like it. So I would love for your first year to get some playoffs uh, back in Philly. Um, I think that would be so cool. But. This is going to sound kind of weird, but and I'll just say it. I had a dream the other day about like hoisting the cup. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 not hoisting. I think you said hosting, but like having that a too. pregame show during the playoffs. And I was like, yes. yes. Like, you just wish it happened. I was like, it'd be so fun. I don't know fun. what that setting would look like. We'll worry about that when we get there. But, sure. um, yeah, it'd be sweet. Uh, but a guy since that I had a dream, it has to happen, right? It has to happen. Dreams come wood. true. Do you guys hear this? I knocked on wood. Knocked okay. on wood. But a guy that could be important to that, Scott Lawton. Yes. Okay, here we are. <laughs> I would like to know why, like, what has stuck out. Because that's a guy I think that sticks out to me, too. I am a big fan of... Uh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. The game sort of changed this way, but you don't see fighting as much anymore. You don't see, and it's understandable. You have talent. People are going to get hurt. Like you need to be um, a little bit smarter out there. And I like that they have been smarter with, you know, equipment wise, rule wise. But Scott Lawton just brings back that like older style of, of game. Not that he's like super old or anything, but it's just that like style that I really love to see. Um, I didn't love to see it when it was my brothers getting in fights and everything like sure. that. But Fights are going to be a part of the NHL. Right. Scott Lawton more so away from the fights because he really hasn't been in a lot. But his aggressive style of play is something I love. Um, I'll use the word passion. Yeah. I love that word. But yeah. um, No, he's like... he He's a passionate player. And yep. truthfully, I think the biggest reason why he has stood out to me is coming back from that broken finger, coming back from the groin injury, just mm -hmm. like the the fire he plays with out there and he continues to play with out there since he's been back from these different injuries but we've seen him kind of like have those hard times of the season he's just a fun player to watch um so that's why he's my favorite and yeah no I like that he's the one guy I feel like you just never see um like you never see letdowns in effort like he's always skating yeah. hard he's always going 110 percent. yes that's what i was trying to get at yeah no i no, you nailed it I, th I that's exactly what stuck out to me last season as well last season as bad as it was um he was like the one forward who was the most consistent he had a career year uh but he was just always like skating his butt off every single night uh and last year was a tough year as everyone knows yeah i thought he was the one constant and uh yeah i love his energy and I, i'm not surprised that he that a hockey mind like you and your dad, uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised that like he caught your eye, yeah. Because uh, I think that's a guy that's that fans have grown to like too, just in the way that he plays. Yeah, just that effort love. I want to ask now, what's your favorite um, depth forward or forward in general? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Stumped you. You did. There's I, just so many to pick from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with one of your Minnesota boys. I think I think Tyler Pitlick's been excellent. First I wanted to get to him, and guys, I promise I'm not all like first Minnesota. First and foremost, he's from Minnesota. I know we don't need to, but he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, and that is why. Yes, we are so no. Okay, anyway, no, no. I wanted I, to get to him anyway. Like he's a hot topic right now. I want you to continue on. Why Tyler Pitlick is your favorite, other than being from Minnesota? Yeah. No, uh, he exactly what we were talking about. Eleven guys scoring last night. He had a goal. Um, he's got six goals now, ten assists. Uh, and there's a guy I, I think that no one really had any expectations for. Uh, got him in a trade during the summer. Uh, he was going to fight for a spot, and I think he's given the Flyers exactly what they hoped, and that's some bottom six depth 
a guy that has sneaky offensive ability, uh, which we've seen. And very similar to Lawton, he is like always skating, always going north, always playing hard, and uh, and a very yeah a good north south guy, like always straight line, um, brings you the effort you want in like those limited minutes. And he's giving you some offense. Like when he gives offense, that's like a, it's like a, a yeah. you know, it's perfect. It's exactly what you want. So you got to uh, be happy for him too. It's like, yeah, he's it's an, been an know, interesting season for him. And it's just so, it's great to see his hard work pay off again. You know, he's got a lot, we have a long season to continue on, um, hoping we go into June, but yeah, he was like in the Ryan Hartman trade when they got rid of Ryan Hartman, the guy they got for Wayne Simmons. And I think they were unloading Hartman a little bit for cap reasons and uh, Pitlick, you know, kind of slides in. I think he's only making a little over a million, and he's a UFA next year. And he was the guy that I thought, like, would play this season and hopefully give them a nice little boost, uh, and then maybe he would walk at the end of the year. Now it's at the point he's played so well that I think the Flyers are going to try to re-sign him. Uh, nothing crazy, like a long-term deal or anything, but I think they'll bring him back for another year or two. Uh, and if anything, he's setting himself up for a nice little... Um, contract in the offseason when yeah. uh, you know he was going through two wrist surgeries and was really battling some injuries and couldn't stay healthy so he was at a bit of a crossroads probably in his career in terms of like trying to stay healthy find a fit and get a contract and he's having a great year and I think it's setting himself up for a nice offseason hopefully staying in Philadelphia yeah you've mentioned I mean his, his positives um, and some of that has been the production um, and a lot of it's just, as you mentioned, all around his abilities on the ice. Uh, something that's really stood out to me just with as far as the first game we saw him in there. And I noticed it with, you know, my analysts just saying, like, he cycles the puck a lot. And yeah. it at first was maybe like something we just noticed so much of. And I'm starting to, like, really um, catch more of that. And last night um, in post game, Chris Terrian said, too, like, he cycles the puck so much, like, um, but <laughs> I know. And it sounds like, like he said too, like we laugh about it, you know, how much he does that. But at the same time, like he's wearing down other teams when he's cycling the puck, like yes. things like that, that at first are like, how does that work? And all of a sudden you're seeing it. He's continuing to do what his style of play is. And now it's, it's been paying off. He wore the other team down. Uh, or well, he wore the Panthers down last night. Um, just little things like that. Um, yeah. And fans, I would encourage just watch him closely on what he does because I've really tried to do more of that lately just with everything going on during the game and just be like, what is Tyler Pitlick doing to like make the shift better and make it better on the ice for the, re for the rest of his team? And he does make an impact out there. Um, yeah, he wears down the opposition and then it sets up your more like high-profile scoring lines yeah. for a better situation when they come on the ice because then the opposition's worn down. Some of the opposition's better players are worn down. And it allows your high scoring lines to kind of take advantage of opportunities. Uh, that that's like such a good point about like cycling is like, yeah, if he's not scoring, which there's going to be a lot of games where Tyler Pitlick is not scoring, yeah, but he's doing really positive things to help the other guys score. So, uh, yeah, that's something that like I totally recommend fans to do is watch him closely and see kind of the things he does. Um, that aren't as glamorous but are really effective. I like your favorite your favorite depth yeah. word. That's and I good. like yours too. Good, Scott hey, Long, thanks. Tyler Pitlick. Look at that. Team effort. We're supposed to be disagreeing though. We should. We should be fighting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, it's kind of a disagreement because my favorite is yeah. different than your favorite. Exactly. Getting into this now, you gotta be happy for Robert Haig. Yeah. Am I right or am I right? Seeing him get goals and back-to-back -back games on the power play, I mean, it was just 
This, I hope it continues. I am so happy for him and I'm happy for the team and I'm happy for the coaching staff. I'm sure, you know, they're happy with Sanheim being healthy and hoping for the best with all of that. We won't get back into the um, injury um, issues with the, the defensemen, but with Travis Sanheim or Trav- with Robert Haig, yes. such a bright spot specifically in yeah. these last two games. I know. It's, it seems like every year there's like, a whipping boy for Flyers Twitter in terms of like guys they just like love to like not hate but like love to debate like Robert Haig is a very simple stay-at-home defenseman he's still young and like some reason he's been like the most highly debated player among <laughs> people on Flyers Twitter but no I, I'm happy for him I'm too. all about Robert Haig I think I'll, he's, I'll say that right now it was very cool to see him score a power play goal it's very cool to see him score goals in back-to-back games um, he does a lot of little things well and to see him go, like get on the score sheet is cool to see, and he's played really well. Like give give him credit. Um, I don't care like what events, stats, or metrics say. Like he has played well. If if you just watch the game, like the simple eye test tells you he's been effective for the. What's Flyers. your biggest concern with him? Um, biggest like concern? you see him on the ice. You know we always talk production doesn't matter as much for defense, but you right. hope that you see them um, end up on the score sheet, but. Their whole thing is to be defensive, to limit, you know, anything, uh, any offensive abilities from the other team, to limit turnovers, like limit mistakes, anything. So with that being said, away from his production, he's had success lately, and I'm a gung-ho Robert Haig, but what's your concern with him? Great question. Do you have any? I do. Biggest concern would be, and this is one of my biggest concerns with the Flyers, and it has been since the beginning of the season, was um, they like to play that hard north-south, like that's Vigneault's style, like hard north-south four check set up shop in the offensive zone be tougher to play against but i feel like we've seen teams that are highly skilled and high and very fast give them trouble like in edmonton uh when mcdavid just flipped that game upside down uh, oh with my his gosh. speed and, and i understand i'm talking about the best player in the world i get that no right but i'm just getting back to the i yeah but i just know exactly those highly skilled and and we we've seen it with the penguins like Sidney crosby and Evgeny malkin in that first game after the bye week um, they they flipped that game upside down just with immense skill and speed. Yeah. Um, that's like the one thing that concerns me with the Flyers is when they run into that type of matchup where teams are just beating them with speed and skill. Um, and that would be my concern with Robert Haig is he's not a fast guy, um, but if he runs into you know an odd man rush, not an odd man rush, but a rush the other way uh, with some really good skilled and fast forwards, that might be where he gets himself into trouble uh, is making plays in the defensive zone. Uh, and not being able to get the puck out because like guys like Justin Braun and him just want to simply get the puck moving north and to the forwards. Uh, and if they have trouble in their own end, that's where they get exposed. So yeah. um, if they run into some teams like that, I could see Robert Hag maybe having some trouble. And then maybe that will make Elaine Vigneault think twice about putting him back in. Um, but that has not, you know, his lack of speed or his lack of mobility has not hurt him. Yeah. At all. Yeah, um, and I, I hope they, I hope that production continues. I hope to continue to see uh, bright spots for Robert Haig and including Katie, you the wanted, rest of the defense. You were saying like keep him in, like yeah. keep him in, and um, I don't. If it's working you. and it's working, um, it sure is it's working so far. Right. You know. So, um, so yeah. So uh, we. Yeah. What are we doing now? Okay. Yeah. So you talk about upcoming teams, and let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, something today that came out from one of their reporters is that Stamkos, Kucherov, Sorelli, Johnson, they're all expected to play yeah. on Saturday. I mean, we don't know. I, I do believe they're game time decisions too. But this Lightning team is on a nine-game win streak. I mean, you don't you don't ever want to, you know, uh, 
be intimidated going into their barn, uh, which is Amelie Arena, is it? Emily? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, no, I believe <laughs> no, it is I, Emily I, Arena. Yeah. Um, but going into uh, their house, the biggest thing for me is that being said, you look at the nine game win streak, you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and how well they've played this season thus far. I think it's a good thing. I think the Flyers always play up to the speed of their competition. They play up to the play of their competition. And I think this will make for a really good game tomorrow, um, which we're recording this Friday. So tomorrow, Saturday, I, yes. I really do think we're going to see a good show from the Flyers. Uh, it's just the biggest word has been consistency with a question mark behind it. Yep. And uh, hopefully we will see a consistent first period from what we just saw the other night. I th- certainly think you do not want to be chasing the game against this Lightning team. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the te- the Flyers do either. That's not a part of the game plan. But I look at it as a good thing. I I, I do look forward to these top uh, teams that they take on, considering the Washington Capitals and the Penguins and the teams they've taken care of, the St. Louis Blues. Yep. Um, and it's it always makes for an exciting game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and is this Katie? Is this the they still play Tampa Bay twice in Tampa Bay, obviously on Saturday, and then they play Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Uh, down the line are, are these two of the tests that like two of the biggest tests you're most looking forward to yeah I think so in terms of I like think you it's said. that but right and right after that the Columbus Blue Jackets a home and yep. home like yeah. that's another big team and yeah looking forward to them but also just like trying to just get through this please like continue on the, the success because like like uh, trying to get through this at least for the Flyers sake just because these next I would give it three games but even like the next stretch of 10, of course, because we're getting so close to the end of the season. But, I mean, I'll start smaller. The next stretch of five games, I think, will decide if they're going to make it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, because, like, it could really, like, put them in a comfortable spot. Or if they struggle, it could really actually put them, like, neck and neck with these teams the rest of the way. Yeah. Whereas, like, if they take advantage of this uh, portion of the schedule where they're playing Columbus twice, like, just like Florida, they could really kind of, like, build some room uh, there with Columbus and kind of put them below them. Uh, that's a great opportunity. If they don't take advantage of it, then it's like you're you're going to be scoreboard watching a ton, and then you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. So yeah, I think the stretch of five games could really could really help them and could also really hurt them. Uh, but Tampa should be fun. Like you said, they're twenty-one, two and one. Gosh, you just got these numbers yeah. on lock, Jordan. What is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I just got them all up here, all up here. Like, you guys, um, he has notes in front of him. It's like a million different numbers, but like he's not even looking at no. that. <laughs> yeah. I looked that up last night because I was like, oh, they got Tampa next. And, and then I'm looking at their schedule and I'm seeing, if you remember, Katie, when they came to Philly and they beat the Flyers one nothing, they were on, I believe, a nine-game winning streak. And then that was their 10th straight win. So I was like, oh, how, how's Tampa doing? And I look at their schedule. I'm like, they were on another winning streak. I'm yeah. like, yo. So I looked back and I'm like, wow, yeah, 21, 2, and 1 in the last 24 okay. games. Okay, so I understand, you know, you got the numbers down. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm good with numbers too, but I mean, no. I feel, you guys, Jordan Hall's the type, like you could ask him, um, what year did um, Mount Rushmore I think- <laughs> decide that they were going to open their doors for tours and he would tell you the year? That was like the weirdest example I've ever thought of. Good example of. though. No, that I think was you, so weird. I but think like, you asked me like Connor Bunneman's goal total last year in Lehigh, yeah. and like somehow I knew it was like nineteen off the top of my head. <laughs> it was weird, but uh, yeah, it's like I the see guy it loves hockey. Yes. that's why you're my friend. Both too, of us, right? yes, we both love pucks. We're both excited. We for both this love pucks race. getting deep and on net and on net. Yes, is there anything else we're missing up on your skates? 
Bodies in front. I know you posted that today in our full four lines. Room. Yeah, going sixty. Yeah, and guys, if you got any others, please tweet them at us. Yes, that'd be great. I'd love to hear any of your your lovely life quotes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, did post those today on or tweet those. I don't say post. I sound like my mom. Oh, <laughs> I went on the Facebook and the Twitter and oh, and Kate and <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Love everybody that does this, but the like Facebook parents that have to say the Facebook, Facebook. and the Instagram yeah. is my favorite thing ever. Exactly. My mom tries to follow Twitter, and it's like. They're the best. It's not going to happen. They're but just trying to support they're trying, us. Right. They're trying to support the Flyers who isn't, you right, know. And, right. Oh, I went on the Twitter and went on the Flyers page. It's just, <laughs> it's great. They got to say the. And Katie, we have an, kind of an odd time tomorrow. I want people, uh, I want to make sure people know when to tune into pregame live. Yep. Uh, remind them when to watch. I know the puck drops at 3:30. 4, but 3.30. 3.30. Uh, and f- yeah. folks, it's going to be a really good game. Really exciting game. Tune into pregame live to see them all uh, get ready for it. 3.30, uh, lightning flyers. I think it's going to be a as, fun contrast of styles, and it should be a really good As game. the kids would say, it's going to be a lituation. A what? <laughs> Never mind. Okay, <laughs> hockey joke of the day, though. Let's do it. And, yeah, I wrote this one down in my mind. It'll probably go over my, my head again. My papa would write it down on a sheet, but. Yeah. What do you call a leaky barn? I do not know. Grain wet ski. <laughs> Where do you, I don't. Well, I don't even know why that made me. Why that made Thank me you. laugh? Thank but you guys. it did make me laugh. If you're laughing right now, want to be? You're friends? welcome. Yes. Grain wet ski. Can you tell you that? To, what? Did you tell that to Chris Tarian? I should. Please. You know what? I'll give him a call. I would I'll love. I would love to see his response. Grain Wetsky. Grain yeah, Wetsky. That's uh, really good. I was good. like, okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, there's. Yeah, so that's the fire joke of that, Valentine's Day. I was trying to find like a Valentine's related one, but we didn't really. Um, that's tough with hockey. We weren't successful. And, I know. Right. No, that was. That might be my favorite. And oh my god, really? For, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I love puns. Like that. That. That'll do it. Um. So hopefully the listeners out there can they can they use that joke if they want to tell their friends? Um, Would you be okay? If they okay, use- you guys, you can always use my jokes. Okay. I am not, uh, and these aren't my jokes, by the way, mind yeah. you. <laughs> these are jokes that I find. Um, I don't just sit at my house all day when I'm not doing flyers pre and post game live and thinking of hockey jokes. So, no. um, yeah, anybody can use them. Perfect. Um, one more no. comment while we're at it. I just I really want to give a shout out to car washes in Philadelphia. Please tell me why. I just, one? I don't know what it is about, uh, like, I do know what it is, just the quality is up here, but Philadelphia has some awesome car washes. They I have really had do. no bad experience. I've gone to $5 car washes, and, like, it's kind of that whole mind game of, like, do I need the Volcano, like, rain wax sequence? Like, I'm kind of like, that's advertising. I'm not going to fall for it. Yes, you want something Like, I'm going to be better than the $30 car wash. Yeah. But it certainly is like, oh my gosh, like, that'll be really nice. But then you think about the rain all the time, and it's just going to... Yeah. But, like, other than that, the options here, the vacuums. Yeah. The service. Really good. They all dry your... Car- ben, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but this stuff doesn't happen all the time he for me. He knows it's true. He just doesn't want to admit it. And I just, I really think we have to give credit where credit is due. And all the Philadelphia car washes need a good pat on the back. Yeah, on this, and on this there's some hard workers out there that do it. And there's a lot of them, too. It's so, so random, but, like, I had to get that in there. Did you get one today, like, after you got your oil change? Yeah. <laughs> you did? I forgot to mention that. Why didn't you tell it was us? just like, a, I forgot. Oh. I honestly got nervous. That's fine. Um, But, yeah, I just had to get I that, like that out there by the end of the day. So, 
everyone keep on doing what you're doing even if you know you don't own a car wash or work at a car wash go to one go to one and support your local support your local car wash in philly anyway well thank you katie I for what? <laughs> what did I? Do? Oh, I got you a donut. The donut. I was like, "Thank you for hanging out with you." Yeah. What are you talking about? And talk, and this was a fun episode. I, I feel like I really got um, carried away. So uh, that's okay. Thank We're you for coming, to, so. everyone. We yeah. hope, we hope to see you next time. Once again, happy Valentine's Day, Flyers fans. Um, and enjoy the hockey tomorrow. Enjoy the hockey on the hockey. And you have to say the before it, just the like hockey. Facebook. The hockey. The hockey. All right. Thank you for listening to the Flyers Talk podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. And I'm Jordan Hall. Uh, Rate us and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.